What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You already know the rules. Because there aren't any! All that for a drop of blood. Welcome to the Banter Booth, everybody. Today, it's the Marvel Spectacular, and joining me, I have the ever-so-lovely Michael Bannock. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Give a new face on, which is good. Yep. And, of course, the first new guest I've had in more than a year. Thanos. My old buddy, Christopher Freitas. Hey, what's up, what's man? Up? Not much, Zach. How about you? I'm great. I'm happy to have you on and I'm happy to have more than one one person on because I feel like we'll be able to just much more of a discussion. I've been looking forward to something like this for a long time. I'm glad to be here, man. Long time listener. First time. <laughs> First time caller. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I set us up. We're going to do all things Marvel in this episode. And we've all we've all watched all nine episodes of WandaVision, all six episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And you know what? We've already watched everything that has come in the Infinity Saga for the past 10 years. So there's so much to talk about. But to start things off, I'd love to get some quick thoughts on what y'all thought about the Shang-Chi trailer that was released a couple weeks ago. You can take this one, Mike. Um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, I thought it was cool. Um, definitely uh, definitely something different, uh, which is always nice. Um uh, you know, obviously, all of us are from um, being here in Canada and Toronto area. Like, so having like having uh, an actor who's from Toronto is definitely awesome, and um, oh, yeah. in the Marvel universe, and just just something fresh and cool, and uh, it's definitely uh, an added bonus to the whole franchise. For sure. I mean, I kind of I can I can echo some of those same statements. I kind of like that he's a big Toronto star. Uh, Kim's convenience all the way to the Marvel Universe. The hell of an upgrade. Um, Chris, what do you think? I really liked it. It looks it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, like I grew up like my dad was like a big like Bruce Lee fan. So like we watched like a lot of like those like classic like Kung Fu, like those classic like Chinese Hong Kong Kung Fu action movies and stuff like that. And yeah, it looks it looks awesome. The fight choreography looks amazing. And yeah, I'm really excited. It looks a lot of, it looks like really funny too. You know, you got Aquafina in there. She's always a good time. And, in, in, in most, in most of the movies she's been in as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the same thing. I mean, for me, I'm, I saw the death dealer and I thought he looked super freaking cool. Yeah, he, was the, he, sure. he stole the trailer from me. I was like, I want to just see more of this guy. Cool design. I also know nothing about Shang-Chi from the comics aside from mm-hmm. like one instance where like Deadpool sort of made fun of him. And that's it. That's my entire experience with him is limited to this one thing. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. For this new thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested if because like he's supposed to be uh, like one of the most powerful beings on Earth 
based like from the comics because he's able to channel his like chi which is like energy and apparently he's able to channel it so well that he could actually like go toe-to-toe with thanos apparently Jesus. we're getting another yeah. one of those like really op guys i didn't think he'd be like op like that i just thought he'd be a cool martial artist yeah i know same i know like in other iterations of comics he was able to uh multiply himself like make clones of himself oh but yeah. i don't know i don't know if he'll be able to Thanos with the stones or without uh probably without i would imagine so yeah it was imagine with like the Hulk. stones yeah with the yeah. stones i think they would probably be giving him a call <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean like you have a lot of fans going there's no way all those yeah. butthurt toxic fans yeah <laughs> um um but yeah yeah it looks good i'm really uh yeah i'm really excited about shang chi i'm excited about the next upcoming like marvel projects they're definitely like going out of their way to make things a bit more interesting and also trying to incorporate like more people of color, obviously. And yeah. I think they re- they really have their foot in the door in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely way more with this next phase. They're definitely diversifying the Marvel universe a lot more. We're not focusing on all the white guys anymore. I mean, the first Avengers movie was five dudes, five white dudes, basically one girl white. And then you had Sam Jackson was your, your black guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, and I think especially with better directors now, we can actually see that these movies will be looked at more than just like, uh, like Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I mean, I brought it up in a previous episode and we sort of talked about this before we began this one was the fact that Chloe Zhao became the first director in the Marvel universe to have won an Academy award. Like, directing of course it was the first academy mm-hmm. award winning director to direct a marvel movie and with the eternals coming out in that prime award season slot in the beginning of november and with the plans that with the rumors that there's plans that they're going to do an award season push it looks like that'll become the second movie that'll be able to get breakthrough for the marvel universe into the oscars damn mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of hype it's a lot of hype especially like um, that's definitely going to be, I mean, there's some good actors in it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely could see it being, but I mean, I guess maybe they won't go, maybe they're going to go less like superhero, more like real life style for it. I'm guessing, especially mm-hmm. if they're going to make a, uh, an Oscars purse. Well, I've heard a few things about. Kevin Feige over the past week was telling the investors how hype he was over the fact that you see this shot right here. This was, this was filmed with no CGI. This is a natural sunset that she filmed this with the camera. He was just like really going at it with the investors apparently about how amazing this one shot looked and how it wasn't CGI. And so people started roasting him on Twitter and were saying, I don't think Kevin Feige surprised that CGI, like, you can do things without CGI? That's so weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, you can get the actual sun, a recording of it without being CGI? You're telling me I don't have to film okay. a green sheet and then make a sunset for it to look cool. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, next, next thing you know, they're just going to be like, can we just get The Rock to play the Hulk from now on? Because <laughs> yeah. he's no getting CGI. bigger. He's getting bigger every year. Have you seen the size of his legs in that Jesus. photo? I was like, bruh, this guy, his leg is like bigger than my body. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like there was a, 
there was a tweet that he had like it was like six months ago or something where he was like uh the power went out at his house and they couldn't get his security gate open so he just ripped the security gate out of yeah. the ground and off of its like bearing like something that it's supposed to stop like cars from getting in to their house <laughs> but he just like ripped it out of the ripped it out of its sockets yeah. and i was like what the f- <laughs> like what <laughs> like this man ripped a security gate like you don't even need yeah like uh he shouldn't be black adam because he should just be his own superhero where he's just a regular dude and he's just yeah yeah He's just, just able to go toe to toe with Superman. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just doing the Rod Johnson. <laughs> yeah, you know who you mean to call? Who you know list all these superheroes? No, Dwayne the Rod Johnson. <laughs> Arch enemy Stone Cold Steve Austin, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He hears the broken glass sound effect, and he's like, <gasps> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> all right, well. Let's just move on to the next thing. Let's go right into one of the big topics. The first thing to, to lift up phase four was WandaVision. And I know this is something we've been wanting to talk about for a while. And yeah. let's just get into it. What were you guys' thoughts of WandaVision? Just, you go ahead, Chris. Sure. Sure. Yeah, so I I really liked, I really loved WandaVision um, right from the get-go. It was like really interesting because you know these characters but they're 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 out of like their element like it wasn't like your typical like what you expect of marvel from like the, you know the first couple episodes and it was just kind of like you know you were you were like entranced by it you know mm-hmm. and it was like what like you just were kind of questioning what is going on like what is going on like it was like it was it had that element of like mist it had a lot of like mystery mystery elements to it kind of similar to like when lost came out if you guys ever watched lost back in the day yeah where it's like a polar bears on the island and you're like what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> like like that's the first thing you see it's like a polar bear on a tropical island that these people just crashed on that was like wandavision it's like whoa why are these characters in in a 50s attire and everything yeah. black and white like what is going on right now mm-hmm. i yeah. love the lost call out man oh what a good fucking show dude that was like my favorite show like back in the day that's what it got me that's what really got me watching like long form television which mm-hmm. was uh was lost i think that was one of the first great long form television shows that yeah came out. same here and, and it still is like I rewatched it like a year or two ago and it was like, man, this show still kicks ass. <laughs> you just got right? added to Disney Plus. Yeah, I know. Really? I just saw Damn. that. Damn, right. Anyone that. listening, check it out. Yeah. She had a Disney Plus. Uh, she did sponsor by Disney Plus. How huh? often we showed them out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bob Iger. Yeah. We still love you, Bob. Bob hey, Chapek, hey, it's not Iger. Chapek. Yeah, no, but I, Iger, we we threw Iger out at like a long time ago, so maybe we had can... that shout out to him like last year. Yeah, <laughs> not even last year. Yeah, like twenty nineteen, man. It was a no, it was at the end of it was at the end of twenty nineteen. It was February, twenty twenty, man. Yeah, twenty twenty. Last year was before the I pandemic. Don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> 
no, no, all no. the episodes last year, or at least in 2020, you're trying to tell me I did one before I did. Oh one? no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Listen, right, Mike, right, we right. got receipts. All right, but like we can. You want? You want us to get the receipts? We'll get them. Okay. I'll go on Spotify right now yeah. and I will look it up, man. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm sorry. You were the final two episodes. Last year the was not a year. Hit. Like you didn't remember Last that? Last year was not a year. All right. It, there was two months and then it went black for me. <laughs> black though for an entire year. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like it was like, it was January. It was February. It was normal. And then it was March. And then it got halfway through March. And then all of a sudden I don't remember what anything happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I, I, we cut you off a little bit when you were getting into your thoughts, Mike. So you, you can go now. <laughs> Yeah, um, I honestly, like, WandaVision was, like, it was a show because it was released every Friday that for the first time in, like, a while, I felt like I can't wait for Friday because the show is coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like, we haven't had that that kind of mentality, uh, especially with, like, the era of, like, streaming where, like, everything comes all out at once, right? Like yeah. back in the day, like when Lost came out, it was a weekly thing. It was like, whoa, what is happening? And that was like kind of nice to have that again, where especially how they've been released, especially with Falcon and Winter Soldier, they've yeah. released them every week. It was like, whoa, I have something to like look forward to at the, at the end of the week kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I remember Wednesdays at like 8 p.m. on ABC, watch Lost. Yeah, I, I'd be there. I'd be there every week, man. ABC, watching with my family, well, mainly my mom, and we'd be watching Lost. And I love those those characters, man. Jack, Sawyer, Kate, Charlie, especially Hurley. Charlie. Desmond Hurley. Oh, was my favorite. Desmond was awesome. Yeah, Desmond was one of my favorites, too. His story was like probably one of the most like beautifully written stories like yeah. of a character ever like it was like like so sad but i would also argue that he was associated with one of the most memorable moments of that show which was when charlie died and he had wrote not penny's boat on his hand yeah you know? yeah that's like one of the most yeah. that's like a moment everyone knows from that show yeah love that cutting me, me off again with lost <laughs> yeah <laughs> You bring yeah. up Lost, and I want to. I want to geek out about it. I didn't I bring up Lost. You brought up Lost. Listen, listen. You brought up. I say we just uh, we rewatch Lost, and then we have a Lost Bonanza special. Yeah. Please, my God, I would love that. Yeah, I'd be down. I was I'd thinking about rewatching it too, and my girlfriend Lindsay as well was interested in it as well. Okay, that. <laughs> All right, I'm we're sorry. Doing, we had it on Disney Plus last week, and I was like, I think I want to watch this now. <laughs> yeah, same, seasons, same. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh. back to now me talking about back to WandaVision. Oh, yeah, back to reality. Marvel. What is that? That's what we were talking about. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, sorry, thought it was nice. 2008. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, like, especially with going back and you know, watching you know, every episode on a Friday, it was like going back to you know game of thrones and like where mm -hmm. you know everyone would be like talking about it throughout the week and being like you know oh that episode was crazy or you know what are they gonna do uh for next you know uh for the next episode and you know where's it gonna go and um but yeah it definitely i loved it a lot i think it was really good and then um you know that having that little bit of time between that and um 
in Falcon and the Winter Soldier was like the perfect amount of time mm-hmm. to like you know not have anything to think about, and then you go right into a new show. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved looking forward to those Fridays. That was that was one of the points I took mainly from what you just said. I wasn't just completely ignoring you, but back to that original point you had made at the beginning was being excited for a specific day of the week. And I would think the only other show that's been doing that for me recently would be The Mandalorian. But aside from that, it's those yeah. Marvel shows. Yeah, I'm very ready. true. I would be counting down. I wouldn't even watch it like Friday, man. I'm staying up till 3 a.m. And I was yeah. watching it as soon as it dropped at 3 a.m. because I did not want any spoilers. Yeah. 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 I think I did that. I think I got up really early for the last episode of Falcon Winter Soldier. I got up at like eight in the morning. And really early. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's early for me. I mean, yeah, early up at like at like eleven. <laughs> it's early for the the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, it's too early. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. I still yeah, get yeah. up at like three p.m. Guys, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There was there's like that worry about spoilers, and I know one of the episodes of, um, of the Mandalorian, uh, was like spoiled for me, and I was like pissed. Oh, mm. that's why I had to watch it as soon as it dropped. Could not take that chance. Yeah, and it was yeah. same thing with these shows. I did not want to take the chance, especially when, spoiler alert, Evan Peter showed up. Yeah, I was I was like, good thing I watched this without knowing it was about to happen. Although I remember months upon months ago when they when he was rumored to appear in the show, and I was like, oh, I, I completely forgot about it by the time the show aired. Yeah, yeah, I had I had no idea that was happening. I legit thought when they were talking about her brother that like like the original one, like Aaron Taylor Johnson would show up, mm-hmm. and I was gonna be like, like, whoa, this is huge. But then when he showed up, I was like, whoa, this is what i'm like are they are they bringing the x-men now like is this what's gonna happen like is this is this is this a thing like huge moment yeah yeah but really then, crazy but then uh but then it was just a a giant f you to all the fans basically <laughs> but when you yeah. when you find out who he actually is and it's like oh well all right i love that it was just one big boner joke yeah, it was just a big, it was just a big dick joke. That's all it was at the end of the day. Yeah, they really went there. Kevin Feige really was like, let's just do a giant dick joke here. Pretend yeah. like, pre- pretend that this that they they weren't expecting anything like that. Like, oh, we'll raise all their expectations up and then just let them down so hard that they'll come crashing back down to earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. now everybody's joking about it. Sorry, Mike, but I want to finish my thought. <laughs> no, it's okay. Go ahead. Sorry, that's such a douchebag thing to say. No. <laughs> you didn't even have to say it. I was, I was okay. This was conversation. You didn't even. Have we to totally could have went on without me saying that, but I really wanted to pull a Kanye West of. I'll let you finish your thought. But Beyonce had one of the greatest albums of the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> Music videos. Jeez. Music. Oh, okay, whatever. Uh, I was so close. Um, I completely forgot what I was gonna say. Look <laughs> at Evan Peters. That's all I can remember now. Oh, okay. They're like Spider-Man 3 with all the rumors associated with Spider-Man 3 and like Doctor yeah. Strange. I'm of Madness. so excited. They're like Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield will show up, but they'll both be named Ralph Boner. <laughs> I so wouldn't be continue the jokes of bringing in people from older movies and then just being like, they mean nothing. Yeah. 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 I think, um, 
you know, I, I think I'm really excited for that. Like, I feel like it's going to be like the like people are like, oh, it's the big, it's going to be the biggest movie of the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So people were really expecting WandaVision to be this huge setup for those movies because of the way that they were hyping it up. Kevin Feige saying that mm-hmm. this is sort of like a multiverse trilogy with WandaVision being the first part, then Spider-Man and then Doctor Strange. And people kind of took with that and rolled with it, thinking so many things were going to happen during WandaVision that were going to set it up. Mephisto appearing, Reed Richards and shit, or Doctor Strange appearing at the very end to specifically set up his movie. Yeah, and None of that happened and so many fans got butthurt about that. Like they deserved that setup and they didn't, I thought it was still a good standalone story about those five stages of grief. Like that, yeah. was a, that was amazingly told, but people really, all they wanted was, I want to see my fantastic four. I want to see Mephisto <laughs> played by Al Pacino. I want to yeah. see John Krasinski. <laughs> but I think, yeah, but I think it's because like what we said earlier is that like, you know, it's not just like uh, a bunch of dudes, now it's like you know we're trying to um bring in more you know you know broaden the stretch of just instead of just a bunch of white guys you know you give her that her movie doesn't you bring in dr strange then it's like a multi-tier movie right a multi-tier show so yeah it takes it away from her story yeah Mm -hmm. and i definitely think uh I definitely think that, that that was good to just keep it like hers. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I thought, I thought the ending like faltered a little bit, especially with, with WandaVision. Cause I felt like this, the whole buildup and setup of like, what's going on, this like mystery going on. And then and then it's slowly realizing that this is more about her grief and what she is dealing with mm-hmm. and then and then I, I don't know like the I, I found the finale a bit like lackluster like I felt like it was just like it was like this really emotional thing going on with the character and then they were like all right you know how we're gonna solve this we're gonna have giant CGI battles Mm-hmm. in the sky or you know vision against vision like that was kind of cool white vision looked pretty cool but also was sort of subverting what you would usually have thought from that fight i mean they did give you a little bit of what a typical mcu battle would look like between those two guys but then they resolved it just by talking to one another which is not yeah. something you see too often in marvel movies usually they do it to fight still yeah i know yeah. I, I liked i really liked that aspect of it mm-hmm. like that that was a nice that was a that was a a nice like divert a nice um i don't even know the word subversion i think would be what yeah. i think i think that's what it is yeah 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 but I mean, that's that that type of stuff the ship of theseus line um to your mm-hmm. point you were talking about the story of grief i know this 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 line got memed out so hard after it happened in the show but I really did like that line that Vision said to Wanda when they did the flashback to them in Civil War, when he said, what is grief if not love persevering? Yeah. And it sort of summed up the whole show and at least gave uh, Wanda some catharsis for the whole, for what, basically everything that she's going through at that moment, dealing mm-hmm. with all these losses and she just hasn't properly dealt with them, you know, and then 
you know, WandaVision ends up happening. If people just took it the way it was, that it was just this story of grief, it's like a supplementary thing to the rest of the MCU, which let's be honest, the Disney Plus TV shows are never going to be like huge compared to the rest of the MCU. They're not going to have huge things happen in the shows because I think they're still going to focus on the movies. That's at Mm -hmm. least my opinion, what I think is going to happen. Like the MCU shows will be there, but they're not going to be too, they're not going to heavily influence everything. No, no. I think they're they're there to they're there, they're there most importantly to to shed light on characters where they didn't have as much of the spotlight. Like especially like Vision and Wanda, like they were probably like who knows how they were probably like maybe 30 40 minutes total runtime bef- like that they had on screen like before mm-hmm. uh before this show, right? Where it's this time they got you know, a whole, what was it? Nine episodes. Yeah. Nine episodes. Yeah. They got a whole nine episodes to to flush them out a bit more. And they put in some great performances and I I really enjoyed like all the different um, decades of television that they came out with. Like my favorite one was probably the Malcolm in the middle one because I loved Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. I think that was, yeah, that was all of us. Right. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And definitely something that we all could relate to. All right. Well, before we stop talking about WandaVision, I would like to get, you know, we talked a little bit about it. Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange. I sort of mentioned it. And I was wondering how much how much have you guys heard about the Spider-Man 3, uh, everything going on with that. I would love to talk about it a, a little bit, uh, especially with them bringing back what's going to be probably Toby and Andrew, but villains from each of their universes as well to form a multiverse Sinister Six. All yeah. those rumors. Yeah, I'm really excited that they added uh they brought back alfred molina as doc Ock. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. probably that was that was the thing that i think i was like the most excited about because like spider-man 2 is like probably like one of my favorite movies i remember i think i saw it like i don't know how many times but i know i saw it like so many times in the theater i remember i went to a friend's birthday party at a theater and then watched it again like the next day or something like that mm-hmm. i love Alfred Molina's just demeanor towards the MCU. Like, oh, they, they already know I'm in it. Like, I'm the worst kept secret in Hollywood. They already know I'm here. So I'll just tell you that I come back and I'm the same Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> this man just in the middle of a friggin' presser for Promising Young Woman is just like, I'm just going to tell you guys straight up, this is a multiverse movie and I am playing the same Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Alfred. Confirming it all, like all these rumors that Tom Holland is saying no to, and Alfred Molina's like, "Don't even bother. I'll just tell you." <laughs> yeah, he's just been in the game so long. He's just like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> he's made a career. I mean, you think about it. Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's in there. You get a little mm-hmm. bit of Boogie Nights. Alfred Molina. He was in Law and Order for a little while. And that, you know, Spider Man Two and Promising Young Woman. I always love when I see him pop up in things. One of my favorite roles is uh, he plays a forensic scientist in Angie Tribeca, which is an amazing show if no one's heard of it or or, or seen it. It's an amazing mm. show. Yeah, I've heard of it. I have uh, I saw like a few episodes of it. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, Rashida Jones. Uh, I think it was yeah. like her show. I think Steve Carell produced with her too. Yep. It was like after, um, I think it was after Parks and Rec, after she was off that show. She mm-hmm. did Angie Tribeca. Yeah, she played like a cop, right? Yeah, it was like three like, amazing seasons and then a fourth season that was dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> that fourth season is what cost them a show for for sure. I think that's what happened there. 
Yeah. Um, that's too bad, though. I, I've never <laughs> seen it, but I. Um, she's definitely good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Mike, what were your thoughts about everything we were just talking about with Alfred Molina and Spider-Man 3? Um, I'm really excited. Um, there is word that William, Willem Dafoe is coming back. Oh, yeah. And that's who I'm excited about. Just him being fucking like weird. There's like that meme that's like Willem Dafoe <laughs> wasn't actually supposed to be in Spider Man. He just he like just showed up in it. He just showed up in a Green Goblin concert <laughs> <laughs> and was like, "Hello, Petey." <laughs> One of my favorite impressions of Willem Dafoe, Ricky. Ricky from school, Ricky Robus show, shout out. Yeah. He used to do this Ricky? amazing fucking impression of him. And I'm trying to think of like what he would say. He would always be like, the heart, Osborne. First we attack his heart. <laughs> but he was he was he sounded like Willem Dafoe when he did it, and it was amazing. I thought you were gonna do like Willem Dafoe like asleep. He was gonna do Willem Dafoe like asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, this this is Willem Dafoe sleeping. <laughs> If he listens to this, he's going to hate that. <laughs> oh, I miss that guy. I miss that guy. If you're listening, yeah. Ricky, we got to do something together soon, man. Hit me up. Yeah, there was, man, there was my, like, that was, like, one of my favorite memories of Ricky was, like, I think it was, like, we had class and everyone was leaving and I was, like, one of the last, because uh, I think there was, like, texting or something and I just hadn't packed up my stuff yet. And no one had noticed that Ricky had fallen asleep in the back of class. And he had just, and everyone just, everyone just left and he was just there. And I, and I just knocked on the, knocked on the desk and he woke up and I was like, Ricky, class is over. I, I remember that day. Cause I remember when he, when he found us, he was like, I just slept through to the other class. <laughs> he woke up and he saw complete, completely different people there. I had yeah. no idea what was going on. Legit, one of the best memories from school. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of my favorite memories involve Ricky. He was always go- like always good for a laugh. Like he's he's actually a really funny guy. <laughs> yeah. Of course, a lot of the things yeah. it was like one of the, he, he wasn't trying to be funny, but it was yeah he, he had a natural fucking talent for it. So I <laughs> yeah. love him for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I was gonna say earlier, Willem Dafoe, I heard was actually gonna like. I heard it was a cameo at first, but now I'm hearing reports, and I don't know if I'm gonna trust these reports. You know, I'm not gonna believe anything until I see the movie. But a rumor I've heard is that he's actually the big bad of the movie, and he's gonna be uh, like the MCU Norman Osborn moving forward. And I'm not sure if that's true. It would be amazing if they actually did have Willem Dafoe come back and had a large role. But he's he's getting up there in age. I'm not sure how much more of these things he wants to make. When he made when he played the first yeah. Spider Man, he was late 40s. Now he's like in his 60s man i don't know how much he wants to do this yeah. Plus he's got aquaman on his plate you think he wants to do all that yeah. nah man <laughs> yo man yeah. i think he just wants to get paid at the end of the day yeah <laughs> this is also true yeah um <laughs> plus like it'd be cool like if he was because like then it'd be cool to see how like um you know how you know peter parker from Toby Maguire's universe deals with it. Yeah, like seeing him again. Yeah, yeah, that would after, be, yeah. yeah. After you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what about the other reports that I've read that they're going to be de-aging 
uh, Andrew R. Garfield and well, especially Toby Maguire, so that it's going to be the same Toby Peter Parker from Spider-Man Two. That way, it matches up with the timeline of Doc Ock coming into it. I'm like, I'm not sure if they're going to go that far. I'm pretty sure they'll just do an that old sounds... like Toby. I don't think they're going to do uh, like DH, and that just seems like nonsense. It's one of those rumors that I saw, and I'm yeah. like, that doesn't sound like that's actually a thing. Yeah, I don't think that they would do DHing. I think it would just be like Hello? that. They're yeah. Um, you good? Yeah, 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 you guys were frozen for a second. I was like, what okay. happened? Oh, no. I've um, been ignoring that. There's been numerous points where I'll look at you guys on the Zoom and I'm like, okay, no one's moving. I'm, I think yeah. this might have fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good. But uh, I think, no, I think if they keep it like the Spider-Verse, like the cartoon, where he's Andrew Garfield is just older, and so is Tobey Maguire, and all of their villains are older, because um, they've been battling for like 20 years, you know, it's like Batman. They just eventually just get older and older and older and older. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, exactly. I think instead of trying to stray away from that, I mean, I would definitely just accept it. You know what? I, I think regardless if you DH Tobey Maguire or not, the next Spider-Man movie is going to make a billion dollars because Tobey will be in it. It'll probably be the one of the highest grossing uh, oh, Marvel yeah. movies ever. For yeah. sure. Will it surpass? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like what the highest one is for solo movies. I think it's still mm-hmm. Iron Man 3 or maybe it's Captain Marvel, but it'll pass like one of those and then become the highest grossing solo film. That's my estimation now, my ridiculously early prediction. What about, isn't it Black Panther? Oh, shit. Black Panther did make yeah, a Black shit ton of money. Maybe that's up there. Yeah. Yeah, I think Black Panther is definitely, I think it's, I think it, I think it is, the, I think it's, I think it's Endgame and then it's Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther also had one hell of a domestic run as well. Like no other mm-hmm. Marvel movie, I think, made as much money domestically except for Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. Like no movie is going to come close to that for a solo film domestically. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe you know we'll see with uh, Spider. I'd like to also see how what other superheroes they bring in, other than Spider Man, into Spider Verse. Oh like, yeah. It, do we see other superheroes? Do we see, like, is Thor going to be in it? Could, like, Dr. Banner be in it? Could, um, you know, like, all these, like, you know. That's right. Could... Mike wants to see Dr. Banner. He doesn't want to see Hulk. Just doc- <laughs> no. give me Mark Ruffalo yeah. any well, day yeah. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... like he's smart Hulk now. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, yeah. All, they're one. Yeah. It's Dr. Dr. Hulk. <laughs> Dr. Hulk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like, and because it's multiverse, we could see like Captain America, maybe, or maybe uh, Ant Man. I hope they bring in Paul Rudd just because uh, everyone likes Paul Rudd. Yeah. I heard Paul Rudd's <laughs> got like, uh, and he's going to make an appearance on She Hulk, but another another just rumor that I'm not sure how substantiated that's actually going to be. I'd be into that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny because Paul Rudd just seems like he plays Paul Rudd in Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the best part about Ant-Man <laughs> yeah. that Paul Rudd is just basically Paul- himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he just gets the superpower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not even talking about other superheroes, super- completely forgetting the fact that Charlie Cox is rumored to appear in Spider-Man 3, No Way Home. The Daredevil's gonna appear. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Like, Did, yeah, yeah. That was a big rumor because he was on was set thinking. or something like that. Because I was thinking, I was like, wasn't there like another superhero that was mm-hmm. supposed to be in it? Yeah. So apparently, yeah. gonna be Peter's lawyer. That would be oh, awesome. That would be really sweet. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love we'll sure. that direction. I'm pretty I, sure I love out of all be, the Netflix Marvel shows, that was my favorite. It would be really funny if he was like if he was like Wait, you're blind? Oh, great. I'm definitely going to lose now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the, okay. like, the classic Peter me. remarks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The classic give him a, give him a quip. Emmy, my lawyer's blind. I don't know. <laughs> then Aunt May's like, wow, your blind lawyer's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, though. What about yeah. Happy? Happy does. Ha- I ship Happy and May, man. I want Happy and May to be yeah. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then Happy's like, whoa, mate. <laughs> and Peter's like, eh, there'll be the net. There's always another one. <laughs> mm-hmm. To your point, you mentioned this just moments ago, Chris, that Daredevil was the best Netflix show. I'm going to argue yeah. the fact that it's the best Marvel show in general. Just yeah. that was top to bottom amazing. So when that got canceled by Netflix for obviously not ratings reasons, it clearly just got canceled by Netflix because Disney wanted the rights back. Mm-hmm. But that was still the best. Even if we're taking Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision into account, I'm still putting Daredevil way ahead of those ones in terms of well, quality. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, and we got three great seasons out of that mm-hmm. show. And yeah, I don't know. I think he just like really like he really like exemplified the, like the character of uh, of uh, Matt Murdock and and Daredevil. Like it wasn't yeah. just wasn't just one or the other you know where like a lot of people pick one oh he was the best peter parker or yo he was a better bruce banner oh but he was a good hulk so he was just like the best of like both not just his alter ego but his his character as well yeah you don't hear too many people saying or or comparing him to ben affleck's daredevil like it's not even a no, competition not, people not are just even. like charlie cox was amazing no. he's the best daredevil yeah. we're just gonna forget ben affleck ever existed yeah yeah ben affleck he just go back to behind the camera. That's where you do best, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Or when you were younger. Yeah. <laughs> or in the town. The town. The town. Finish, finish Goodwill Hunting 2 hunting season, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Applesauce, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ah, oh, man. Okay, we're so gonna that's probably that most We're going to hurt some people, year. and you can't ask me about it. Well, <laughs> which guy we agent? <laughs> yeah, and does it have a smart pack? <laughs> economics. <laughs> what do you know about economics? <laughs> oh yeah, I just watched Dribble Hunting the other day. So good. Yeah. Did you, te- did you text me about that? Like, I feel like you told me you watched Dribble Hunting too. Like, I think you asked me what I was up to and. You might have called me and then been like, yo, I was watching Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. Well, let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't want to tell the world how much we talk. <laughs> we can probably agree that, uh, for me at least, when it comes to superhero movies this year, Spider-Man No Way Home is at the top of my list. Oh, with, yeah. With close behind Suicide Squad for me. I don't know what you guys anticipate yeah. superhero movies. Yeah, anticipated. Yeah, Black Black Widow looks good. Black Widow yeah. looks like a lot of fun. With what's his name in it? Uh, oh, uh, oh my God, um, David Harbor. Harbor. Yeah, David Harbor. Yeah, he's David Harbor. Yeah. yeah, Russian David Harbor. Yeah, yeah, him as a Russian Captain America sounds like the best combination. Possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it goes into uh, it goes into 
what's the <laughs> yeah because he's in russia now there's like a whole thing i saw like a tweet that was like and it's like david harbour is in russia playing a, a russian captain america but in his tv show he also might be in russia Oh, it, like, oh, like, like it's like a lead into Stranger, like Stranger Things, is the precursor to Black yeah. Widow's solo movie. Yeah, it's all connected. <laughs> it's Doctor all Strange, connected. Multiverse of Madness. He's going to the Upside Down, boys. Yeah, Eleven Netflix. is actually a Marvel superhero. Yeah, Netflix, Netflix got the last laugh. They were like, "Oh yeah, Marvel, check this out." Like, <laughs> he's under yeah, contract with us, and we're gonna sneak it in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Black Widow, I, I don't even know how excited I am about it. I mean, aside from the fact that I do feel like it's long overdue that Scarlett Johansson gets her own solo film, part of the fact is I, I know that this movie only exists to pass the baton to uh, Florence Pugh for her... Um, yeah, Yolen, Yelena Yolen. Baklava, I think her name yeah, is. Yolen, I hope yeah. I didn't butcher that. Baklava. Yeah, it's, Yolen, yeah, it's like Yelena. <laughs> Yolena, I know that's her. Yelena, Yelena Baklava, yeah. yeah. I'm... What I'm most excited Bakl- about that movie is. Did you say Baklava? Um, I didn't believe you almost said Baklava. <laughs> Baklava, yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm bad with names. What is it? Ba- what Baklava is, is Greek. <laughs> oh, shit. Is it? Oh, God. What is it? Can we know? Can we look it up? It's like. Uh... But, oh, um, Mike, you, you can do that. Yeah, right, I'll yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I'll do, do that. that for us. Uh, but people, yeah, most... I know you can't see the zoom, but we're just getting a nice shot of Mike's chest here, his <laughs> chin. Yeah. Nice chin chest. <laughs> chest. Um, <laughs> but the the thing I'm probably looking forward to most in it is uh is the villain is a uh, Taskmaster. Taskmaster oh, yeah. is All right, he's like a really interesting villain because he's basically Spider Man's big villain. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's cool is like he could show up in other things and he is base he's like a like a deathstroke kind of like character of like Marvel. Yeah. Uh, but he but his power is basically he's able to it's not really like a power i think it's like more he's just like an observant person but he's able to copy uh people's moves and skill sets and use them against the like against them essentially yeah yeah which is like a really interesting um power to have especially like against uh like i think it's pretty i think it's a good idea to do it against like scarlett johansson's black widow because i feel like black at her as a character she's always trying to get one step ahead of her opponent even mm-hmm. though she doesn't have any like powers she had that's like kind of her power as well is like trying to tr- trying to beat them at their own game kind of thing most of the time yeah yeah it, you know what see her go against uh, taskmaster i think it'll be a team effort which is with what she, with what it looks like is that she's reuniting with her family. We get yeah. Florence Pugh, David Harbour, and Rachel Bello, Weisz to Bello come Bello. in. Bo- Belova. Belova, by the way. Belova. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> I was way Bello, I added a K yeah. for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it looks like it'll probably be a team effort. I don't know. Maybe we'll get some solo action. We'll probably we'll definitely get some solo action between the two of them. But take him down, especially with how right. OP he does seem in so many different properties that I've seen him in. Uh, yeah. In the Spider-Man game and in various like comic books. Yeah. And with how hype Taskmaster is and how much people have been looking forward to fighting him. It'll be very interesting to see his introduction to the MCU. And then also if it lasts longer than one movie, which I'm hoping he's one of the MCU villains that actually does make it that like more than one movie. 
Yeah, yeah, because like I feel like that's like Marvel's problem is that they kill off the villains too quickly sometimes. Like it, it like it, like it worked out in their favor with obviously with Loki. He's probably like one of the mm-hmm. most favored of the villains. It worked out with Thanos, even though he is dead, but he was also a favored villain that got at least two movies out of him, not just one, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if we and count Guardians out, and Age of Ultron, and maybe maybe the Avengers post credit scene, if we want, you know, yeah. we, we get we get a little bit, a bit, a bit. We, we we get some good setup to him at least. Yeah, exactly. Especially with uh, e- even with with uh, uh, with Zemo, Zemo being yes. in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Like he oh. he was an amazing villain. He was probably one of my favorite ones when at yeah. the time when Civil War came out. I was like, yo, this guy is dope. I hope we get to like see more of him, and it was really fun to see him in in Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, especially that like they find out that he's just like baller rich. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, he's like, he's like, we have a plane waiting. He's like, they're like plane. <laughs> he's like his own private jet, and he's like, he's like, man, my family ran the country. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, prince. <laughs> yeah. It's like holy shit, this guy's Prince Harry the whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, he's like, yeah, attacking the Avengers. Meanwhile, he's like, oh, my family died. And it's like, meanwhile, he's like a prince. <laughs> yeah. I-, I love that we understand his character more after watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. That was one of the, my favorite things. I thought he was going to end up being just a, like the main villain of that show. But instead, he just grew into a character that I loved. And the fact that they teamed up with him and... We mm-hmm. got to learn so much more about him, and mm-hmm. you you know exactly where what his motives are. You know how what he's thinking. He doesn't like he didn't want that super soldier serum. He just wants no more superheroes. So that's why he like breaks it. Spoiler alert: breaks all the serums, so that mm-hmm. they can't be any more. Yeah, and I, I just yeah. all the stuff with him dancing and just him being yeah, around the meme, the meme, yes, dance the meme, the best. And then Marvel had to release the full thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I saw that. That was uh, that was awesome. And like, yeah, it was like, I remember watching that episode, and I was like, yeah, this is definitely gonna be a meme. This is definitely gonna be mm-hmm. memed around the world, hundred percent. Yeah, but well, well deserved. He ended up being like a fan favorite character of mine. Watching that show, I was, I didn't like the fact that he was only in like two seconds of the of the final two episodes there. Um. Yeah. One little scene there in the final episode, and then that scene with Bucky in the fifth episode, and I was like, man, I just I wish we got so much more of Zemo, man. He he made those episodes that he was in so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I think I think with the the fan outcry and like love for him, I think they'll eventually give him his own thing to do, just like how they did with like with with Loki coming out too, and him mm-hmm. having his own show. Um. Because there, I know there's been Prince talks. Zemo. No, well, I hear there's talks like uh, they have like their own version of like the Suicide Squad in Marvels, and it's called the Thunderbolts. Mm. And Zemo is like the leader of the Thunderbolts, and it's basically like a team of like anti-heroes and and like, like villains and stuff that um, basically go and do like missions and stuff. I don't know if it was like Shield that ran it or not, or yeah. But, uh, General but it, General Ross ran it, as far as I know. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think would be cool. So, like, some because we're on these like outside characters studying their own show. Is uh, um, special agent um, uh, the FBI guy from 
Oh, WandaVision? Uh, Rand- Randall, Randall, Park? Randall Park. Yeah, yeah Randall yeah. Park. I, I was Jimmy Woo. Of, Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. Yeah, I was trying Jimmy to think Woo. of his. I was trying to think of his like oh. in character. Name. The the little magic. Uh, when he like right when he's like he's like uh, here's my card. He's like, he's like Agent Woo, card. and then he like flips out the like the, the magic. Yeah, that was so character good. development at its finest. Yeah, and then they actually. For- they made him. He he had like Zach was telling me he has his own comic book series, hmm. and he has like, and like if they're going to make like another show, they should do that. He's mm-hmm. so good. He's such a lovable character. He yeah. like uh, he's such an attention grabber when he's on the scene, and just having his like little like twips and like nerdy like magic yeah. would be so funny and like, um. Yeah, yeah. It was it was nice. It was nice seeing him whenever he popped on, on Wandavision. Mm-hmm. It was like a nice little segue out of out of uh, what was happening in that world. Yeah, but him it having his so own. You wanted show. to see so much more of him in in literally any other Marvel property going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, he's like some of my. He is. I mean, he's probably like one of my favorite parts of. Uh, of like Ant-Man and the Wasp, like when he first gets introduced mm-hmm. in that movie, like him in the back and forth between Paul Rudd were just awesome. Yeah. Like, when he, like, are, goes into are, his we, are we friends? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like the way he goes like, into his office and he's learning the magic on the, on the screen. And he's like, Oh, and he like closes it off. And he's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when he gets confused about like, uh, if Paul Rudd, well, Scott was asking him to dinner. You, you want to go to dinner? You, you want to get dinner? You want to hang out? You want to? You wanna... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah, yeah, really yeah. wanted to be friends with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, no. And he's like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But that's why I think, like, if Marvel does go down that road, they 100%. Like, go, like, it, he's so funny. And having him even just, like, um, like, you know there there is that the, like the talk because that like this is like the final like Spider-Man movie is do like a young Avengers movie and have Spider-Man be in it and have like Randall Park be somehow like the Nick in, Fury yeah or like it's someone like the young Avengers yeah that'd be cool I could see that they've already introduced like a lot of young Avengers characters like. Uh, like Wiccan and uh, Speed yeah. from WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. like even in Falcon Winter Soldier, they introduced uh, Patriot, which is yeah. uh, Isaiah Bradley's uh, grandson. Uh, I think his name is Elijah. Eli? Oh, Eli. Elijah. That's it. Yeah, Eli Elijah. Elijah. I think it's Elijah. Yeah. yeah, same thing. Eli, I think, is short for Elijah. Yeah, never mind. We're probably, it's the same fucking name. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just I'm like, is it? <laughs> Eli is short for Elijah. Yeah. I think that's the perfect time. We can just get right into the our thoughts about Falcon and the Winter Soldier since that like just ended, and yeah. Disney Plus just released the documentary on the the making of it. So let's get into mm-hmm. our thoughts about that. And Chris, I'd love to hear you go first. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't had a chance to watch the making of yet, but <laughs> I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um, but yeah, the show was so awesome. I think it um, lacked a bit in. Th- I feel like the development of the flag smashers could have been a bit better, but I, I heard there was because of the pandemic, they had to uh, can't 
or uh, cut short the production. And then when the pan, cause I think they were supposed to have a pandemic kind of thing happen. Cause I think in one of the episodes they were talking about getting vaccines and then the matriarch of, uh, of the flag smashers, like the head of the flag smashers uh, dies or something like that because of an illness. And she's trying to get her better. And I know they were trying to help try and distribute vaccines that the government wasn't doling out themselves or something. So I think they had to like cut that down because they thought it would be too close to home with what's going on with the pandemic right now. Yeah. Um, Second episode when they break it, when they did the, when he opens the, when Butty opens the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, they, they mentioned, they mentioned it loosely, but yeah, I, I feel like they, it, there was something missing with them. I, I think they weren't a really interesting villain at the end of the day. Like they were really cool. Like, you know, it was borderless, you know, before that. And they were trying to get that back. And I think mm-hmm. that was an interesting aspect and a very like mature thing to like mention. But I think there was quite a bit going on with like the maturity, especially like in, in the second last episode in episode five which is probably like one of the most like mature episodes that marvel's ever done with sam talking to isaiah bradley and what it means for a black man to become captain america like he doesn't feel like it's his like america isn't his country he doesn't feel at right in it and there was a lot of hinting at that throughout the season and i mean he eventually does come to terms with it by the end um but yeah, it was, it, it was a really interesting um, TV show that had a lot going on in it and was like really, really engaging. And, yeah. and the, the relationship between Bucky and Sam is just awesome. I thought they have really good chemistry with one another. It felt kind of like, like a classic 90s buddy action flick, you know? Yeah, which developed, like, uh, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like they, yeah. they, they always had that back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, even in the previous Marvel uh, movies that they were in together, they always had that back and forth kind of thing because like, oh, I'm Steve's friend. Well, I'm Steve's really old friend. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and even like, uh, I think, yeah, I think like, the show was just great from beginning to end. Like, really good like yeah i definitely agree that they're they definitely could have done with more episodes and had a little bit kind of you know dragged it out a little bit more but i thought it was really great um sharon carter the 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 when you first kind of meet like when she comes and helps them out really sick like you know really awesome just overall spoiler alert i knew she was a power broker i mentioned that to mike like a few weeks ago before that happened and i was like dude i'm like i think she might be the power broker like she's kind of like secretive well because also because like when you see her place and everyone's like what the fuck this is your place and she's not like and and they're like and they're like is this the real painting and she's got all like original paintings (laughs) yeah yeah they're like all the fakes are over at the museum it's like whoa (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah um, he actually was my least favorite part of the show. Really? Damn. And the power broker reveal I thought was very weak. That's the if I would have complained about anything, which yeah. I don't I don't want to dwell on any negatives, but that was the only thing that really bothered me about the show. Definitely didn't like that she turned out to be the power broker because I would have liked uh a little bit more of like if she was just like 
the outlaw like spy. Yeah. And then and then, and, he, and then at the end of the day that she comes back and then gets, you know, just cleared and then she comes the spy again. Because her having her own show would be sick. Well, have, have it, you heard the rumblings, like the rumors of, of ooh, who rumblings. she actually really is? Please. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, what, oh, wait. A scrawl. Let me guess. A scrawl. Yeah. Yeah. There's like rumors that like she is actually a scrawl and she's not like the real Sharon Carter. And it'll be part of the secret invasion show that Nick Fury is in with, uh, with Talos, which is like the good scrolls. That could set up Asian really well then. I mean, I wonder if these, I mean, WandaVision also had a little bit with that end credit scene where the scroll talked to Monica Rambeau at the end there and was like, oh Your yeah, up there. that's right. Like we got the mission for you. Your friend up here wants you. I'm, I'm assuming alluding to Nick Fury. Yeah. Maybe Captain Marvel, but I'm pretty sure Nick Fury. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Nick Fury. Yeah. Because she met Nick Fury when she was a child. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yes. Oh my God, yes. That's yeah, exactly she, yes. Yeah, she knows who exactly who he is. Yeah, yeah. So it could, you know, very could be. Uh, I think Marvel has a, a chance to, even though I know a lot of people don't like Marvel because of how there's so much stuff, but I think making entertainment now with originality to it is so much better than just like remaking other movies. Like, did you hear with yeah, like how 100%. Leonardo DiCaprio is doing that? Um, oh yeah, the Danish the kind of, movie. Yeah, the, the oh, that, another round. Yeah, yeah, but it's I didn't even American. know that until Zach said that on his podcast last week. I was like, oh man, really? It's so dumb. I don't um, understand why these movies keep coming out. It's like. Why make an American version? It's what's the point of that? It's fine the way it is. Let's just keep the Danish version. Mads Mikkelsen already knocks out of the park. I don't need to see DiCaprio yeah. get what Mads Mikkelsen deserved for that movie, which was an Academy Award nomination. Yeah, but it yeah. is what it is. It's yeah. like, let Leo do other things. There's other things he's attached to that are like way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I know he was attached with like Scorsese to do um, the the devil or the the devil in the white house or something like that. It's like an adaptation of a book about um, H Howard Hughes. And he was like America's first serial killer. Um, He murdered a bunch of people in, in his house. He had this huge mansion that he, that was like, that he turned into like, uh, like a bunch of rooms that didn't end staircases that went to nowhere and he would like trap them and torture people like i feel like that would be way more interesting than seeing him just do another remake of a movie mm-hmm. in english language like who cares like i'll yeah. just watch i'll just watch the foreign movie like obviously it got nominated why wouldn't i watch it but he yeah. does, he's already played because he has already played howard hughes oh it's not howard hughes the aviator it's like it's like H H Holmes, maybe H H Holmes was his name. I can't remember the exact name. I think it was H H Holmes. Interesting. I was like, but look it up. It's a true story. This actually happened. Well, I hope Scorsese and him actually do make it. I know that right now they're only working on. Um, I want to say Killers of the Flower Moon. I believe is the title with mm-hmm. De Niro and DiCaprio in it, and it's going to oh, be yeah, about um, a detective and these. I don't want to butcher it because I'm not look. I don't. I'm not looking at a synopsis right now, but I believe it's about 
a, a, some detectives investigating these men who are killing Native uh, Native Americans or Indigenous people, Indigenous communities. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. That sounds really interesting, actually. And it's it's based on something that really happened back in the day. So I, I definitely mm-hmm. want to check that out. And and if I butchered anything, I'll make sure to look it up and correct it in like another in a in a future episode. <laughs> well, I hope that if the movie is going to be about butchering Native Americans, I hope it's at least does some sort of like you know where it's not just a movie it's just not just about that and there's more like you know what i mean just, i think there'll be more thought into it especially yeah. nowadays with like yeah. understanding the plight of the indigenous people you know yeah mm-hmm. i think exactly. are a bit more aware of it and i think they'll they will do a good they will do it justice for sure yeah yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, nowadays, um, just being more understanding for everybody. That way, everybody feels respected or understood, at least. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, I, I think they will. Like, DiCaprio's really good with stuff like that. So, Oh, uh, yeah. I think so, yeah, too. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's an environmentalist uh, at heart, so. Yeah. Yeah. When he's not flying his uh, private jet around, you know. Yeah, <laughs> full of women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You turn 25? I'm sorry. You have to leave the airplane. Uh, all right, all right. Back to the main topic. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Chris, back to what you said. I completely agree with episode five carrying so much more of the emotional weight of the show, uh, especially the dis- uh, the discussion between Isaiah Bradley and Sam. Honestly, one of the very few Marvel moments that have ever made me cry, but I'm a very easy crier. If you've listened to the podcast, listeners, you know I cry over literally anything. So I, I mean, I could look at a photo of my in, dog and I could cry. You tried three times during uh, what was that like recent Disney movie? Uh, it just won the Oscar for best animated movie. Soul, I cried three times watching Soul. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I I cried watching. Well, I'll get into this movie later on. When we do the movie picks of the week. Yeah, and by the way, well, and by the way, choices. Zach. By the way, you said, um, what was the other the oh, other dis- what was the other Disney movie that we were arguing over, and you said that. It was terrible. Oh, Onward. Onward. And yeah, it was nominated for best. Yeah. I don't care what it was nominated for. That movie was not as good <laughs> as what it, uh, as what Soul was, obviously. No, it wasn't as good as Soul, but I still thought it was pretty good. Yeah. The only part that really got me with Onward was right at the end with the whole emotional weight to do with the dad. Yeah. Oh, dad. dude. Yeah. yeah I sobbed. I yeah, sobbed. That got me. That. I was yeah. Any, yeah. Anytime, anytime it's something to do with a dad or something, I'm always like, <laughs> I'm always like weeping. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, but, uh, but back to the point okay. at hand, oh, I am, okay. I'm a very fucking easy crier. I'll cry over literally anything. Um, but but the I say I'm I say a Bradley moment and Sam I, I agree was a very good moment and discussed some of the major themes about the show which yeah yeah I mean if we're talking sure. thematically this show hit it out of the park mm-hmm. dealing with race and dealing with the the theme of identity I thought those were perfectly represented throughout the show each character was dealing with an identity issue almost mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Sam was most prevalent with the race issue yeah yeah and with Isaiah Bradley coming in and he, he more exemplifying that part of it just added to the thematic and emotional weight of the entire show, which for that, for Sam's character arc for Bucky's character arc, this show mm-hmm. hit it out of the park. I just thought same thing as you flag smashers were underdeveloped. I didn't mm-hmm. care for them too much. Yeah. And uh, the Sharon Carter thing, I, I, cause I thought about that once she was real to the power broker. I'm like, okay, I did guess that that was the fact. So did my mm-hmm. girlfriend, but I thought, 
that's so dumb. Doesn't that create like plot holes? How did Zemo know about her? Like Zemo's like, oh yeah, I've dealt with this person in the past. How? Yeah. Sharon Carter was yeah. dealing but maybe with the power broker in Civil War. But yeah, maybe but the, the, the power broker isn't actually like isn't her. Yeah, per se. It's like it, it, it's like a role. Is, yeah, yeah. It might it might not just be her it could be she could be working for or working with the power broker right like there is that um a manderson situation or yeah like she is like the fake power broker right yeah 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 where she just tells them i'm the power broker but really there's someone else behind the scenes yeah or there's like she took over the role of being the power broker Mm -hmm. it Um, feels like it was the only thing that they could do to make her uh presence in the show mean anything or like explain why she was there on a more important um yeah reason like oh the only reason she's in the show is so that she's the power broker that's it yeah but i mean they could have had it because she's like exiled because she helped them get out and then yeah and also she already has a relationship with with sam right Mm -hmm. she's she's helped him and bucky before she's helped them before so i think they're just trying to build that um they brought her back by building that connection because they they you know they see how well it works when um when the when the bad guy is someone uh the the uh the uh protagonists know right they see how well mm-hmm. it works it's it worked well it's worked well with loki there all these years. it's worked well with loki all these years and it's yeah. It creates another anti-hero for the for the MCU, more mm-hmm. or less, for sure. Yeah, we'll to, to your Loki point, at least. Yeah. yeah. Which, that'll be the next um, Disney Plus show, which is the one I've been the most excited for to watch. Uh, yeah. Owen Wilson in the Marvel Universe? Oh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. Did you see the during the Masters, there, there was a guy that like looked exactly like Owen Wilson? No, and that. I was paying so, attention to the Masters too. I didn't even realize that. So the guy who became who came, I think he came second. I don't know his his name is like very complicated to say, but he's uh, like young guy. Like first he um, like pretty new onto the scene in the PGA, but uh, people were saying that he looked like Owen Wilson. He also looked like the caddy um, from uh, <laughs> um, you know from Happy Gilmore. And um, and even in and even um, like we were going, you know, Adam Sandler of, called him out. I know the guy you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So Adam Sandler, like, tweeted was like, was like, uh, was like, my, was like, it's like Adam, um, Mister Mister Happy is watching, and he's very proud. Like, but uh, <laughs> someone like even in like uh, when you're having like a media day was like that you kind of looked like Owen Wilson, and he was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I think it'd be cool to definitely have Owen Wilson. Um, I hope he does like some cliche like "Wow, <laughs> wow," just just for wow. <laughs> one can only hope it'll happen. Yeah. I mean, I think it's they in definitely have to, have he has to say "Wow" at least once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they definitely have to have it. Like you're gonna hire Owen Wilson, you have to have it. Him say "Wow" at least once, like an, an important "Wow." All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, before I before we end the show, I would love to give you one last chance to tell if there's any final thoughts you have about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I I, I think what you, what you guys have talked about is exactly how I feel. Like, so, like, the story was so good in the sense of how, um, you know, their characters, de- like, 
not yeah like with chris's point you know made a great point talking about how um they're not like the you know they're not really their enemies not really great they don't really have like uh, a big fit you, you you don't really even pay attention to them a lot you're paying attention more to like the story of like sam and and how he's dealing with his home and and how he's like a superhero and how he saved the world but he cannot can't get a bank loan to help his sister um yeah. uh and then there was that one scene where um you know Bucky is obviously still pissed with sam and he says like if he was wrong about you maybe he was wrong about me yeah yeah and like that was like obviously yeah. like a really powerful moment because he's like mm-hmm. you know if he was wrong about you being um you know you being you know the captain america maybe he's wrong that i that I can come back and be a normal person. Like, yeah, that was a great point. Yeah. Especially because Bucky was dealing with, you know, him being a rabid killer for all those years. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. that was, that was a huge moment. Yeah. That, that really made my eyes open. Like when I watched the show, I was like, Whoa, this is way better, way better than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Sure. Especially, especially that little comedic thing when he goes on the date. Yeah. 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 And then she's like, how old are you? And he's like, 106. <laughs> yeah. Good moment. A good little moment. Yeah. And especially at the end when he kind of like comes in and he like says to, um, you know, the guy's dad that, um, you know, that like what really happened. And um, that was, that was actually a really good moment when, when he did confess. Cause I, I was, I'm sitting there going, Oh no, is he going to do it? Oh man, that's gotta be so awkward. I'm like, in yeah. His shoes yeah. there. I'm like, Oh, I could not do that. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, I think definitely. And then when, when they go, when he takes Isaiah and his uh, grandson to, um, the Captain America Memorial, um, like his, like the museum, there's that now there's a new section where it shows him and they sell like a statue and everything. And it, you know, talks about his life there. And it's like to recognize that, like what he did for uh, the United States. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. So, like, that, that I thought was very cool. Um, I thought maybe it was a little bit differently that he was going to be like, I don't want, you know, this now. But I, I thought it was good that he kind of like accepted it now that he was like, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe this isn't the best, you know, this isn't, you know, a, a total a total answer to everything he had gone through, but at least there's some something now that like resembles like you were uh, a part of history, mm-hmm. you know, definitely great. I, th- I thought it was really good. I really wish it was longer, but mm-hmm. I'm actually glad you brought up all those points. Those are things that uh, I hadn't even thought about talking about uh, that, that statue moment. And then all the things yeah. that happened with, with Bucky. Yeah. yeah I didn't even think about talking about that. Maybe should let me talk first next time. <laughs> no, you're still gonna talk last. <laughs> yeah. Bring it home. Bring it home. You know. You gotta be nice. Chris is a, this is the first time Chris is here. You're here every other goddamn week. <laughs> um, one thing I really liked uh, about the show, just to add, to add to everything that we've been talking about, was um, uh, well, first of all, his suit. His suit was probably one of the dopest things I've seen in Marvel in a long time. Um, I loved how they brought uh, 
uh, I was watching something where they were talking about how um, Wyatt Russell's character, John Walker, when he had his suit on, he uh, didn't have any of the color white in his suit. He only had uh, red and blue. And uh, isn't it black? Uh, well, yeah, the oh, new one became black oh, yeah, and red. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but um, but uh, his original suit when he became Captain America didn't have any red and blue, and that was because uh, yeah, I got you, I got you. Yeah, so like the color of white apparently shows uh, is um, uh, shows innocence. And I like how a lot in uh, a lot, in most of like um, what's his name Sam's Sam's suit was like a lot of it was white with like accents of blue and red. Yeah, hmm. and that was something else, my girlfriend pointed out as well. So shout out to Lindsay. <laughs> shout out to Lindsay. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but I also liked how Sam he didn't like need the serum as well, and I liked how he made use of his suit with the wings um, as like in, in his fight sequences. Like, you know, when he, when he goes to save that person, he uses his wings as a shield to cover that person while the car tramples over them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like like when the helicopter like lands on them. Yeah. The helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I liked how he used the wings as like a shield or like, even when he's like in fight sequences with people who have super soldier serum, he uses the wings to like, like back him up. Like he plants them in the ground to like defend himself, you know? Yeah. Like I thought they made really good use of the fact that he's still a human at the end of the day. He's not like Bucky, you know, he doesn't have not, he doesn't have a super soldier serum and a metal arm. Like he is, he is just a, a man in a fancy suit with a fancy shield at the end of the day. He's Batman. He's Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's like, I'm, he, what a yeah. great point. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely think it's, uh, yeah, which is like, and I think it's great because they, they really like made him, you know, who his character was in other points of like cartoons or comics, you know, that he is just a normal guy mm-hmm. with, with, you know, um, you know, in the cartoons, he's got, he actually has, like, actually has wings. Yeah, but, yeah. He's like a um, falcon, falcon man. Yeah. Falcon yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, although I did get annoyed that they, that he's just Captain America and not Falcon America. No. <laughs> what a ter- dumb name. No, yeah, terrible Mike, no. name. Terrible. Wait, why can't he be Captain America? <laughs> he can be Captain America. What do you have against Captain America being yeah, black, yeah. Mike? What the yeah. hell is your problem? <laughs> yeah, what is this alluding to? I just want yeah. Mike's racism is showing. <laughs> oh. I just thought it would be really funny if it was Falcon America. But if he, what if someone was like Bucky was like, so are you like Falcon America now? <laughs> I think someone called him someone in the at the very end when there's all those people and and that crowd called him Captain Falcon and I just immediately thought of uh, Super Smash Bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite was like when uh, he's like it's Black Falcon and the the kid and he's like and he's like oh so you Black kid and then the kid's like oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, <no."> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was got him I like that yeah. yeah he's- like, got him. Got him. He's like, yeah. He's like, you see what I did there? <laughs> yeah. It really all right, all right, boys. Like... It's it's been a pleasure to have you on today uh, on the show today. Uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm cutting it off here. I got other things I gotta uh-huh. do right now. 
Yeah, but, no, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> it's, it's been a pleasure, especially Chris. We all have to do this again. I would yeah, love to do another sure. discussion. But yeah. before we end the show, uh, I haven't done it the past couple of weeks since it's been heavy Oscar coverage, but I like to end the show with a couple of movie recommendations. Uh, the Banter Booth Movie Club, as I'm going to probably officially start calling it now, it's gone through a bunch of different names. At one point, I was calling it the watch list. Uh, I probably just changed it week to week because I'm, I, I never remember. But the Banter Booth Movie Club, do you guys got any big movie recommendations for the audience? Yeah. Chris, you can go first. Okay. Um, so I, I have two. Um, one of them was probably, uh, I remember you guys were doing like your top 10 list. And uh, then I started thinking about like what my top movies were of last year. And it's funny because like my top movie of last year actually wasn't even a movie that came out in 2020. It actually came out in 2019. I just didn't see it until last year, but it was called uh, The Vast of Night. Um, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> Uh, they picked it up. It's a low budget movie. It's basic. It takes place in the 1950s and it's about this, uh, radio operator, uh, a radio DJ. He's just talking on the radio one night and receives this odd transmission. And then him and a friend of his, who's a telephone operator are trying to figure out what this weird transmission is and what it means. And it's just kind of, goes on them going after what's going on and it's a really interesting it's it's it it does have to do with aliens um but it's it's really interesting it's really well done it's amazing it's like beautifully shot and it's a it's a low budget feature it's i think it costs them i think like less than a hundred thousand dollars but it looks like it looks like a million dollar production um just from what they were able to do, but I, like, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but honestly, it's like probably one of my favorite movies I've seen in a while. And I think it, it deserves some recognition and to be seen for sure. Fantastic recommendation, man. I'm like, as I'm soon really as I'm good. done working tonight, I'm going to like go immediately into uh, watching that probably Amazon prime. Like I'm, I'm there. I love that aliens radio. Dude, it's go. really good. Lots of good tension and suspense built too. Um, the ending isn't the best, but it's I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. It, it. it was really good. Definitely sounds good. I definitely am definitely gonna add to the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um and then another one I have I have one more. I'm just gonna do quick. I just right. saw it, I saw it the other night. It's a it's a scary movie. So like me and my girlfriend, we love watching scary movies. So like we I have a shutter account because I love shutter. Um we watched uh, this movie called uh, The Cleansing Hour. And it's about uh, the, these two best friends that do live streams of exorcisms. And uh, one of them, but they're all staged. But then uh, one time, this one time they do it, it obviously becomes not staged. And it's really good. It's a really fun time. It's... It's, it doesn't take itself too seriously, which was nice because I was kind of worried. I, I was a little worried watching it when I read the description. Oh, is this going to be like, is this going to try and take itself really seriously and be like really lame? But it ended up being really fun. And it's, it's just about like two best friends um, start creating something and starting something and 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 watching it kind of like be torn down. Uh, 
by other otherworldly things and the the practical effects in it are pretty amazing the cgi is pretty shit but the practical effects are spot on and yeah i don't know it was it was a really good movie it's like an hour and a half it was it was a good time it's gory as hell uh hence why the practical effects are so good but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's a good time. It's called the Cleansing Hour. It's on Cleansing Shutter. Hour. Okay. Oh, man, I have a Shutter account too, so I pre- I love the the Shutter shoutouts. Uh, oh, dude! Fucking amazing Shutter, service, dude. Shutter is amazing. There, there's another movie I would recommend on there that's like a really old one called Fade to Black. Um, great movie. It's about a it's about a film. Uh, he's like a a film fanatic. And he um, tries to get, he goes to Hollywood to try and get a script made. Um, they turn him down. And then he starts reenacting his favorite villains in movies and killing people that have wronged him. So, like, he dresses Damn. up like Dracula and, like, kills someone playing Dracula. He dresses up like like OG Scarface and, like, kills someone with, like, a Tommy gun. It's It's like a B movie, but it's honestly, like, a pretty good time. Damn. Definitely need to Three recommendations out of Chris here, man. We're, we're booming today. I only got one. All right, I'm going to shut up Mike, now. Hit me with yours. What's yours? Uh, I watched, um, speaking of Osterbus, you were talking about earlier, I watched uh, My Octopus Teacher. Oh, uh, nice. If he, if he does it, really good. Really cool documentary. Um, honestly, documentaries that are underwater like that are very cool. Like, you just want to see how, like, and octopuses are just, like, super smart. Just like big brain animals, like like I would just say, not really an animal. It's just like a. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know what to tell, but it's they're <laughs> just like and they're like if you, like just like everything about it was just like super cool and interesting and, um, I really like kind of those kind of movies and it was you always all like everyone I've seen is like always David Attenborough being like, um, you know, and how you know the. The tiny squid, you know, moves along the ocean floor, and but like it's something like it was just something different, which was really interesting. So, <laughs> and it and it won uh, an Oscar, and it won the astronom. So, um, definitely, definitely worth watching. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I did win the Oscar. I was about to watch that like a couple nights ago. I was getting pissed off playing a video game, and I was like, I gotta fucking watch something. So then my <laughs> girlfriend put my octopus teacher on, and I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna watch this, but <laughs> it's now on my list. It's on my list now. <laughs> Okay, good. And um, uh, I, man, I, I've I've been sitting here thinking of what I'm going to recommend, and I've known the whole show what I'm going to recommend, but now I'm thinking of another movie that I'd love to put out there. But I'll start off with what I was initially going to say, and that was uh, it's a new Netflix movie that just came out, um, the Mitchells versus the Machines. I, oh, yeah. I watched the trailer of it today. The, the really Spider Verse team, right? Yeah, yeah. Spider Verse, Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs. Like, well, Lord and Miller are associated, so you get all those cool mm-hmm. things they've done, and then. Um, another amazing like the animation style is different i always love watching stuff like that i there was so much texture to what i could see and like i I like watching that stuff more than i like watching the pixar stuff because pixar is always the same old thing yeah it doesn't take away from the quality obviously i still loved soul but the mitchells versus the machines was amazing and i also thought the the theme you know it's it's about this family that just want to they want to reconnect you know they've 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 lost their way a little bit uh, especially the dad and the daughter they're not as close as they used to be well, she's like, yeah, teenager, right? So, yeah. you know, she's going off to college. So his teenage plan daughters. is to 
Yeah. Well, with her going out of college, he plans to go on a road trip. You know, whole family going to go on a road trip cross country and deliver her. Well, sorry, not deliver her. Just take her to college. Um, (laughs) Sounds weird saying deliver, but yeah, (laughs) they want to take her there and halfway through, halfway through their trip, you know, it's not working out. No one's really connecting. And then, of course, the machines take over. The machine apocalypse happens, and now you know that's sort of what's pu- that sort of what is put is what pushes them to reconnect and sort of build that relationship back. And it's got this strong sense of family, and it has this humongous heart in this movie. And looks really funny. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I, I was yeah. surprised. It came out on Netflix on Friday, and I felt like there was no yeah. build up to it at all. I just None. saw yeah. Seth Rogen said like something, and I was like, "What the yeah. fuck?" I heard about it like last week on uh i don't even know how i think it was like a little like featurette or a commercial and i was like oh this looks fun like mm-hmm. wh- how how and then it just showed up on netflix on friday and i was like holy shit this is out already i'm like sick yeah all right well has anyone saved watched my other thunder movie force for yet? a different time has anyone right. watched thunder force yet no. garbage you saw it <laughs> i knew you would see it yeah i wanted to see if you'd seen it yet garbage i'm not gonna that's i don't like talking poorly of movies but that movie was not that great <laughs> yeah yeah I, I it didn't interest me <laughs> anyways boys. i watched the trailer and i was like mm, that's weird but don't, don't right. bother well i mean you know you can still watch it if you want to i would just say leave the superhero movies to marvel <laughs> oh no people can do superhero movies just do do better than what that one was that's all but anyways thank you so much boys for stopping by thanks Mike thanks Chris as always boys it's always a pleasure yeah it's always a good time to talk to you guys and thanks for having me we'll do this again anytime we'll do it again part two part two alright boys we'll talk soon bye talk soon boys see ya all right thank you everyone for checking out the banter booth this week i just want to say a couple more things before we end i love doing this show and you can expect a new episode of the banter booth every wednesday they'll drop early in the morning and they're available on spotify or apple Podcasts. you know whichever one you prefer but if you think this weekly dose of me just isn't enough and i know it isn't you can also hear me on sports talk today with host ryan payton on sirius xm canada talks live at 6 p.m every monday night it's a great show and ryan is a fantastic guy so if you want to hear me talk some sports sometimes make sure to check that out on sirius xm channel 167 canada talks anyways that's it thanks for listening see you next week have a 401k you're not getting the most for retirement wait what add a Robinhood ira on top then they'll boost it by three percent you can do that and if you transfer in any retirement account you get three percent on top of that is there a limit to the match no limit Robinhood gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any ira on the market sign up for Robinhood gold at robinhood.com boost by april 30th subscription fees apply investing involves risk three percent match requires gold for one year from first match must keep ira for five years match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions Robinhood financial llc member sipc